Carmen? Andy, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Perfect. So I think we're fine right now. We're actually recording. Perfect. Uh, yeah, finally. <laughs> I'm so glad. I was like trying to do it and I'm like, hmm, very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Then no, no, it works. It works. Awesome. Cool. So, uh, did you move today? Hey guys, this is Andrea Moves, uh, and I'm here with Carmen. Carmen is currently in Mexico right now. Um, she is actually one of my, I think my second, the second person that I met in college. Um, she's a filmmaker, she's a business owner, and she's a woman. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's awesome to have you here, Carmen. Yeah, thank you very much for having me, Andrea. Yeah, I think you also were one of the first person I met in college. Maybe, yeah, maybe the first person I met in college. I think but, I met, um, before that, I met, I, I met you at the, um, where was that? I met you. It was an orientation, orientation thing. Yeah. Yes, I do remember that. I do remember that. And then we, was, we were going to get, like, our eyebrows, eyebrows done. <laughs> Yeah, right. And then we went to the Chinese place around the corner yes. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally so, Carmen, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to have you here. If you can just uh, tell tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, well, like you said, I I am a filmmaker. I do have um, um, well, I've been working in the film industry for a few years now. And I, a couple years ago, I, I mean, I was working in LA up until 2016, like August, October, where I decided I want to move back to my home country and open my own business. So I came back here, um, Mexico, and I, <clears throat> excuse me, I opened my own production company with uh, the help of my boyfriend, who is my partner. He's a cinematographer, so he does uh, more of the uh, the DP film he's uh the director of photography so and i do more of the production side so our business um here we do more commercial stuff and more corporate stuff <laughs> but um but we also um we're starting to do more of other things because i realized that i want to keep growing i mean i love filmmaking i love helping companies sell more but there's so much more that i um that i think we can do as a media company Mm-hmm. So we're growing into marketing and into international um, campaigns and looking to grow on that side as well. So that's where we're at right now. Carmen, thank you for that. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm fascinated about what you do and about also how many countries you've traveled to. And I think that that is awesome. I, I actually, when I met you, I uh, used to think very differently. It was more, um, I guess I remember you were you, you. I remember you had a lot of maps in your apartment, and I was like, "Why does she have so many maps and <laughs> so many uh, pictures about places and different things?" So I was like, "Oh, it seems like you know." Now that I think about it, I, because I love to travel, I, I'm just thinking, and I'm fascinated about movement. I'm just fascinated, uh, you know, how many countries you've traveled to. So if you can tell me a little bit more about that, uh, for me, you are a truly definition of of what movement is for me, and and also a nomad yeah well yeah about that so i started traveling when i mean my first real trip was when i was 15 oh when i was 16 
So I'm going to tell you like the little story because um, just to make it be more interesting. I, you know, in Mexico and I imagine another Latin American country, the quinceañera thing, it's a big thing, right? So girls, when they turn 15, they get a party and they go all out on their dresses and whatever. So when I turned 15, I didn't want a quinceañera party. I wanted a, tr a, tr a trip. I wanted my mom or my dad to go with me on a trip to Ireland. That's what I wanted. So that didn't happen until I was 16. But I, I mean, that was my first trip. We spent like a month in Ireland and that was amazing. And um, I mean, I already had, um, I had read a lot of books about the country. I had, you know, researched. I, I really, I was fascinated by country. So going there was like the first, it was like a dream come true, you know, to see all these places that I had read about, that I had seen in pictures and everything. Um, and I already knew the history, so that was really cool. And I think that just, you know, I, I mean, after that experience, I, I just wanted to keep doing that. Next, I went to India. That was because I had an ex I joined an exchange program by Rotary International. Um, they sponsored me to go to India. That was in 2009. Um, and I spent, I was 17 years old when I was there. So I spent a year living with different Indian families in Mumbai, um, which was so amazing. It was very, it's, it was a very intense experience because India is so different from what at the time I was used to. Like I, I had no idea. I mean, people over there do things so different from what I was used to at the time. I mean, I was so, I had only been out like a couple of times. I've been to the U.S., Canada, but that's not really, um, I mean, there's no big cultural difference compared to the amount of cultural difference that you find in countries in, in, in Asia, right? Yeah. So India was a great experience. I, I met people from all over the world, not only people from India. I have friends from Germany, Brazil, Belgium, um, um, China, Japan, other countries, uh, but um, obviously from India. So that was the, I think, you know, um, it opened another door for me because it's um, one thing is to be in the West, right? And uh, Asia and the East are totally different. And I wanted to go to Africa, actually. That's how everything started because I wanted to visit Africa. So that's why I joined that program. I, it didn't happen. I ended up going to India. But I imagine Africa is also very, very different. I haven't been there yet, but <laughs> it's on list. my list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can and you, um, Can you too? I remember when we talk about, um, you know, when you told me about India, and I think during that time I wasn't even practicing yoga. Um, you told me that you did a training there, did you? Like you, you, did, you yeah. did something like that. What was your experience yeah. there? And like practicing? So, so yeah to well before, before I spent that year in India I don't think I really ever did um yoga I had done gymnastics most of my childhood and you know when I was up until I was like 15 I stopped doing gymnastics um but I never did anything in the yoga realm but I knew there were so many you know different varieties of yoga and different styles that you could follow like there's hot yoga and there's like so many other I don't know they, and they use all these types of like the balls and there's so many how do you call accessories that you can use so when I started when I went to India that was the idea I had of yoga 
But over there, it's very different. It's very, I mean, it's, it's, it's there. Or, or, I mean, that's where yoga is from. People practice yoga every day, like in the morning. It's part of their daily routines. And it's not a fancy thing that they need to join a club or anything. It's just like part of their daily lives. And, um, and it's, it's, I mean, I learned that yoga is a lifestyle. It's not that one hour, two hours that you spend doing the actual movements. It's a whole lifestyle. So it, it's, it's not only, you know, the movements. It's also what you eat. It's also how you eat. It's also how you sleep. It's also what you do at certain times of the day, how you clean yourself, how you take care of your hygiene. It's, it's, it's all those things. So when I, I mean, I discovered this when I joined a yoga class. I, I went there from, I, for, it, it was a very, it's a fa very famous institute. It's called the Yoga Santa, Santa Cruz Yoga Institute. Mm -hmm. And that, that is in, that, that's in India? Or is that, that's or in Mumbai, it? yeah. Oh, okay. That's in so Yeah, that was towards the end of my year there. Um, so I decided, you know, they recommended this place. They said it's very good. And so I decided to, to do like a one month intensive course. Um, it's not called intensive. It's actually called the teacher's class, the teacher's course. So mm -hmm. when I left, I could, I was uh, certified to teach kids in like level one mm -hmm. yoga. Um, so anyway, so the program was something like that. We, we, I would go from 10 to 4 p.m. every day. And, you know, we have um, lunch. I think we have, yeah, we had lunch there and we had like a nap time there. And it, I mean, it was, um, you know, it, it, you had a, it was a class. It was not only how to go through the movements, but the, we had some theory. We had books mm -hmm. and then we had, um, like I said, we, we, they taught us how to, um, for example, how to clean our nose or how to, um, we had to take a nap after, well, a quick kind of meditation nap after lunch mm -hmm. um, to one side, then to the next. Um, and then we did some of the movements. But to me, yoga was some, I mean, we never used a, any type of ball or any type of, I mean, we had a mat and that was it, you know? Yeah. Everything else was just with our, our body and it didn't even mean like the, the positions they taught us, what each position mean, what each asana meant, you know, why are we doing this? How is that going to help our organism? So it was very, very interesting. And I think that that really had an impact on, on, my, on, on, my, on me for like months, even though I was there for one month only, I left. And like, I remember I would sit straight every time I would sit, I would never mm. be hunched back I always be sitting straight, but I felt so different. I felt so good. And they told us about what to eat, what not to eat. Um, and, and it really changes you, you know? And, um, you know, I came back to Mexico and it was so different because here we didn't have that culture and yoga here is a bit different. So after, you know, I have my books, I, I know what I know from there, but I would have loved to keep um, going with that type of program. So I definitely recommend it for anybody that's interested. Um, I mean, if, even if you already do yoga, that's like the other, I mean, it's, it's like the lifestyle part that's really going to change. change and complement. Uh -huh. Now, did you ever, oh, yeah. did you ever, it's so fascinating that you, that, you know, you just said that because when I, 
started to when I discovered yoga I honestly just did it at first I did it just because I was interested in the fitness part and you know showing off I mean that's crazy as it sounds that's that was Mm. that was why I was doing it and then there was a point in time that I was like broken and I that I felt that I needed something else and I found yoga through another a, a teacher um and then suddenly I was just like this has something different and then when I went into my training um the craziest thing was to realize, oh, wow, this is not about the asanas. It's about the journey. And I became a minimalist and like all these things started to happen to me and just like, you know, meditation, pranayama and things like that, that I was like, oh, I never expected that a course was going to be about philosophy and all these things that people are telling me. Um, But did you ever try to practice? Did you ever try to teach classes to kids or that was not your goal at all? You know, uh, that I mean, I would have loved to teach classes, but I wanted to know a bit more. I mean, I would have liked to be maybe level two so that I felt comfortable teaching level one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I never, I mean, I I maybe taught my sisters when I came yeah. back, but that was it. Like, I didn't do anything professionally. It also wasn't my goal, like you said. I mean, I really liked it, and I was a bit mm, not, I mean, I don't regret anything, but I would have love to maybe take the class earlier in my year that I spent there but um but I mean it's 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 it, it was great anyways but yeah I never um continued on like the teaching aspect of it I did take uh, yoga classes but it was more about um I mean I never found another institution or another place where I could also feel like it integrated the whole you know lifestyle part and the philosophy like you say so I'm gonna be very honest with you I also didn't really look around I was I mean I was very young so I was still like going through a lot so I was like when this when does Carmen decides I want to study film like when do you um well that was even (laughs) it was before I even went to India I think I, I I always liked films I always liked productions. I always liked, uh, you know, when you had DVDs and you would look at the behind the scenes, you know. So I always enjoyed the, those things. And I think I decided I want to study film when I did a play. Like I was the director of a play for high school mm-hmm. or middle school, I think it was. Um, so, yeah, I, I got to direct a play and I realized that, you know, it's not only about I mean, I mean, I kind of really understood how the production process worked and I kind of saw that my skills actually could fit into that process and that I had, um, I mean, I had something to offer or like I could do something in that sense. Obviously, a play and theater are different from film, but it was my first, you know, creative kind of step, right? Like a position. Um, so... That's when I said, you know, I want to look further into this. And I, you know, I, I did my research, everything I, I found, I found online. I wanted, I knew I wanted to study in the United States. And that's what I ended up doing. So, yeah. Now, what's the, kinda... now that, you know, that you mentioned that how you found uh, film. And because I remember when, when I met you, um, of course, you were always into like, cinematography and 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 all that but also I remember you were very good with the camera because um 
do you, I don't know if you remember that we were in the dorms and you were like, you started to take me pictures and I was like, can you take me pictures of me dancing? And you were not yeah. a photography major, but you were just into the camera. And I was like, wow, like she has, she's not only a filmmaker or, or um, a cinematographer, but also she's so into film, which I, which I found fascinating, you know, just the idea of, wow, it's just, she, she you, you had, you also had the skill of like capturing great moments um and, and no and, and I thought that that was awesome you know because um the idea that you could you could be very um I don't know if this is even a word a versatile like you know that you could do di different things um mm -hmm. now when did you realize that that you had to accept different cultures like was there a specific point in your life up and your parents were like hey you have to accept everyone or was that something that you as a person realized, oh, I want to travel and I want to accept other people and mm, it was I think it was in, I mean it was encouraged by my parents. Uh, maybe without them necessarily trying or uh, like them knowing that they were encouraging me to travel. But like I remember my mom would tell me a lot of history facts, you know, growing up she would be like, oh there's this thing that happened in China or there's this thing and in this part of the world and there's this you know thing in Italy and this this really civilization that did this like she would just tell me like stories like um, facts yeah like facts and I, I I always liked uh reading books about you know when you're a kid the, the illustrations with like the castles of the world or you know the Vikings or whatever really I just liked uh learning about things that had some historical background um so yeah I mean I think I, I my parents were encouraging in that way not that they were telling me oh you should travel when you grow up anything um but I think I was like you know maybe going back a little bit to the theme of movement I I realized this even recently that I I I cannot stay put like I really need to be challenged I need to be in movement basically like I need to be I cannot be static for too long because I start getting like anxiety or I don't yeah. even know so I think this happened to me even when I was you know young like when I was a little kid um and that's I think what really pushed me to to say all right I want to do this can we like ask my parents do you, do, is it okay if I take this trip or let me apply for this scholarship or let me do this, you know, apply for this college. Let me apply for this exchange program. Let me switch my birthday gift or my quinceañera gift for this trip. Like I always wanted to, I mean, kind of not knowing, right? Like this is a thought that I just recently kind of connected the dots. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, I think my, my parents were, you know, maybe their, their global view of the world helped me just know that there was this, these things and these possibilities out there but it was my my own personality maybe or my own yeah my own thrive that that made me want to go there and obviously my parents have been super um or they were very um supportive right because um I don't know I mean I haven't even gotten there yet but after India I I moved to Chicago for my college then scholarship to go to China and then I found myself some summer classes in Russia so like I've really kept try to keep you know going places but not only going to take a picture say hello and eat a panini or something and then say I've been to Italy like I really go there and I try to live and spend the time and not even you know 
um, I mean, learn something about the culture before I'm there. If I happen to not know the culture, I would research. Most of the times I go to a place because I've already had some experience with people, people from that country or with that culture or with that history. And I just want to go there to learn more. But like, I really try to make it, a, um, you know, a, a complete experience, not only. I mean, I obviously would like to go to places and I'm not going to maybe have the time to research everything about that place. But, but as, uh, you know, when I really try to, when I plan a trip, I plan it because I know that I, I already know something about this country and I can probably, you know, um, complete my information or my view of that culture with my trip, something like that. Yeah. It, I mean, it totally makes sense. Like you don't travel and just take a picture, post it and hey, that's it go do research whenever you can and talk to a locals and get yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus I mean, you're very extroverted I, I mean you're you can make friends very very quickly like you're thank you. <laughs> like that's something that you you like very approachable too and so that's I mean that's something that I want to I want to acknowledge you for that now what's the biggest issue right now with films like what's the biggest issue have you ever faced any you know racism like or discrimination uh more so because i mean let's be honest and it you know it, we the fact that we are a minority i mean it should not be a uh not to victimize it or anything but just the fact that you're a woman the fact that you're from another you know you're latina like ha has that ever been a, like a, a problem or an issue whenever you want to ask for money so that you can uh, create a film or you want to be a part of a film or has there, you know, if that makes any sense, have you ever, what's yeah, the biggest yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Um, well, look, I've been in different places and different positions, um, you know, and I have found, I mean, I don't know, being young, like sometimes you don't know if, it, if, if you're not getting a job or you're not getting an, past an interview because you don't have the experience or because they're looking at things like the accent or you know who knows right so I did I mean I live when I first moved to LA I landed to internships from being in Chicago I got two internships in LA which was I think pretty awesome um and I I mean one of them actually I think it was almost it, it almost worked to my benefit to be able to speak two languages and that I had a that I, I had a different perspective because of my nationality, maybe, because it was a very internationally oriented uh, company. Mm, so they appreciated that, you know? And then, and then the, on the other one, um, I had a great experience and everybody treated me very respectfully. But I, I have had, I mean, after that, I have had, um, I had experiences where, yeah, sometimes I... You know, like I said, I, I did so many interviews and I didn't know if I wasn't getting the jobs because maybe, you know, they're, I mean, they're not looking for, they're looking for somebody that can, that, that's native in English or, um, yeah, I mean, maybe they already know what type of person they're looking for and they don't even want to take the risk on someone that doesn't fit that, um, like that, um, those, that profile. So I, I mean, it's, it's already tough in the film industry. It, it, it's tough. So I don't know if it is 
because of that reason but I can tell you from other people that I know because this is just my personal experience and I was only looking for a, a you know particular type of position in a particular type of a specific type of um, company but I know because I, I later I later on uh, you know I moved on to work for a non-for-profit that represents and addresses the type of problem for Latinos actually and yeah I mean there is a lot of um, misrepresentation both in front of the camera and behind of the camera in the film industry in the United States. I mean, it happens everywhere. It's not only the United States, but let's, you know, so, um, so yes, there is, uh, it is getting better. It's, uh, we, we just recently had two shows, um, that are about Latinos on Netflix and that's awesome. Um, but it's being very recent, like up until like a couple years, you know, a few years ago, we've been Latinos are just, you know, secondary characters and they're mostly maids or you know drug dealers type of thing so um like i said i'm not an actor but that represents what's behind the camera as well i mean everybody knows the statistics about how many women directors actually work in the industry etc um so it is it is a challenge but i have found that there's also other women working in the film industry that are there to help you if you reach out um, and that's becoming pretty much the culture, you know, like women are really trying to support other women and Latinas are also trying to support other Latinas. And there's men, too, that are trying to support women and Latinas. So it's um, it's it's, you know, it's hard. But if you're if you have uh, if you're good at what you do and if you have a project and if you really work for it, the you know, pe- you can people are there to help and you can, you know, it's going to be maybe more difficult, but you can definitely achieve what you're looking to do. That's awesome. Awesome to hear that. Um, and I think, I mean, it's awesome to hear, awesome to hear that from a, the film perspective, from a film point of view, because even sometimes in dance, like there's a lot of things that, I mean, I can talk from a, the dance uh, point of view, but sometimes it could, it could add more value mm-hmm. to the artist. Or I mean, it's it, I get I guess at the end of the day, it depends on who are the people that you surround yourself with, and who are those people that are able to help you out. Because if yeah. you talk to you know that specific Hollywood show that you know that they're gonna ask you to do this kind of thing, like rape someone, or you know, like you know, in in the film, then then you already know what you know what you're going for, instead of like trying to find people that you know that you know that 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 share the same values and the same um I guess the goal yeah yeah for sure totally and that's part of that's a big thing right you need to know I mean there's always going to be those shows or those companies or those groups that are trying you know they're, they're doing the same thing and you need to find out what are what what are my values what do I represent and what are the the institutions, the companies, or the people out there that have similar visions to mine so that you can um, team up with them, you know? It's uh, really, I mean, those are aspects that you have to take into account, I think. And also, I mean, I imagine, like you said, sometimes um, being international is also very, it's a plus, you know? Being able to speak multiple languages, to have, bring, you know, you also bring a different perspective, um, 
So I think that's also some people can actually do see that as a as a big plus. So I mean, I'm not sure about the dancing scene because I'm not a dancer, but it, it probably works similarly, right? Like you yeah, may yeah. find. Yeah, and it depends at the end of the day, like what company you're looking for, what dance company. The dance company that I'm dancing with right now, it's, you know, I, I totally feel aligned with the artistic director. And so I'm like, okay, this is exactly what I've been looking for. And, and it's awesome to, you know, be surrounded with people that want to empower you rather than bringing you down, just people that want to support you. Now, Carmen, I have a question. If you could give a student or a filmmaker, a student, a film student, a film major, an advice, what would it be? Um, well, I probably would, <laughs> I would probably give the advice that, let's say I would give this advice to myself if I had the chance before I went into film. And this is because of, um, I, I mean, I, when I went into film school, I found that some of my classmates um, already knew a lot about the industry and already knew a lot about what they wanted to do. I just knew that I wanted to do film. Like I thought I wanted to be a director and I wanted to tell stories. Like that's it. Obviously, I mean, I knew a little bit more, but in general, I wasn't very aware of like the different departments that exist in the film industry and in, in, the, in a movie, like what are the different um, roles, right? Because now I know that, and everybody will, I mean, if you don't already know this, like people, um, with the, I mean, a student will find out that you, you, or you may have an idea that there's, you know, there's editing, there's production design, there's cinematography, there's directing, there's producing, there's line producing. There's all these different areas and they're so different sometimes from each other. So you can have a general knowledge of all of them, but you need to specialize. I mean, you need to choose what it is that you like the most. I, I think that's the way I see it. Um, so that you can work towards that direction so that you can excel in that particular field, right? If you try to be a little bit of everything, you're not going to be um, the best at anything, right? So mm -hmm. I would recommend, you know, a piece of advice for film students would be if you don't already know, because it, I mean, it's totally fine not to know what it is that you want to do. Um, try to get, you know, before you go into film school or maybe your first year, try to work on sets and try to get work so that you can help different departments so that you can understand what each department does and that you can choose that field or identify that field that you like the most as early as possible because then you can really focus the rest of your studies and your career and the rest, you know, moving forward, you can work on that one area that you really like, as opposed to, you know, spending too much time trying to figure out which one it is. And then at the end of the two, three, five years that you've spent in school, you, you're, you kind of like, you know, you still don't know where you want to go. So I, I mean, I, I found that like two years into my career, what I really wanted to do. But if I had known that this was the case, I probably would have, um, I would have taken a few different classes. I would have done things a little bit different. So that's my, my advice. I mean, maybe some people already know or are aware of that, um, what it is that they want to do, but not everybody is the same way. Hmm. So that's, that's something I would have liked to know before I went into film school. Now, where, where is, um, you know, now you, you have Mosaico and... I think I'm, I'm interested in knowing like why Mosaico and, and like why the name Mosaico and and when did you decide it like oh 
I, I'm, I'm a, this is what I want to do. Um, well, you, you mentioned that you were in, so you were in Chicago. Well, you travel, of course. Then you came to Chicago. Then you went to China. I remember that. Yeah. Um, then you came, you went, came here, went to LA. Now you're in Mexico. So when did you, you know, when did you decide, hey, this is, I'm going to create Mosaico and. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I created Mosaico because, uh, I created Mosaico and it's called Mosaico because I wanted, um, company. I mean, the name Mosaico, for those who don't know, Mosaico and Mosaic are the same thing. It's, so I, I, I mean, I thought about our Mosaic, like, like the same way I feel about film, which is. Uh, mosaic is a piece is is um it's a work of art it's a piece by itself that you can judge you know by like it, itself but it it is also the um, this this uh how would you say um how do you say like a conjunto like it's a ensemble like a yeah yeah like an ensemble or like a, a sum of all these other pieces right that you can also judge separately that you can also say that have their own colors that have their own uh you know uh, like that you can judge by themselves they're, they're separate pieces of art but then you put them together and they create something bigger that's even more powerful than just the one you know what i mean and that's the yeah. same way that i felt about film you know it's it's one big masterpiece but you wouldn't be able to do that masterpiece if you didn't have all these little pieces that have a lot of value by themselves and that, you know, like music or the script or performances or editing, you know, or just this set design, you can go into, you know, in, you, you can study them in depth, each one of them, and they have, it's their own art, but put them all together and you can move. So... So that's how I, I I came to that name. Like I really, I just thought about it as um, making films was just like a mosaic. That's uh, that's uh, that that's awesome that you say something like that. And I just wanted to say two things. If you hear like sounds and you know, and if you're watching, like if you're listening to this podcast, that's totally normal. I want to be as raw as possible. So. You know, we all have real lives. I'm sure Carmen is working too right now and I'm trying to, you know, get my stuff together. So it's also, it's normal if you listen those, <laughs> to those sounds. And then, um, I mean, it's awesome that you, you talk about, you know, that because now that I'm, you know, I, I never thought that that was, that was why you, you know, that was the name. I, I never like, now that you, t now that you told me, I'm just like thinking, wow. <laughs> a piece of dance you know like if you unless you don't like even like I think about like uh, we have different parts of our bodies different bones different muscles and yeah. in order for us to create a piece we have to isolate those movements and you can look at the movement by itself but at the end is a mosaico right it's all together it's it's unless otherwise it's just going to be the same the same thing that, that, yeah. that that's yeah, awesome that you said something like that Yeah, well, the, I, I'm surprised I didn't tell you this before. But yeah, yeah, that's the, the reason why. But yeah, it, it works the same way I imagine than, than um, you know, in dance. It's, it's, um, it's always, you know, you can always do more if you 
put together, if you work with other people, if you put together different minds, if you put together different works of art, you can always do more. That's kind of my philosophy. Yeah. Now, where are you traveling next? Mm, I'm trying, well, like I said in the very beginning, I'm trying to take my company. Well, next I'm going to Arizona to, um, to Phoenix for a, it's like a mastermind group that I'm a part of in marketing. So we have a meeting in Arizona next, but I'm trying to take my business to China now. Um, so that's where um, I'm headed next. I mean, I'm still working on all the preparations because this is now a business. It's not only me. <laughs> so yeah. it takes more, you know, all, all the little things. But I think, I mean, I'm really excited because I think there's so much happening over there right now. And, um, and I want to be a part of it. So I'm, I'm, and I think there's so much room to grow. And, and like uh, maybe you have in my bio, it is um, like my, my, my goal later down the road is to be able to, to help people um, that maybe they're not so familiar with, uh, with other cultures, to, to help them um, bridge that gap so that they can do business to, with other countries better or they can, uh, you know, whatever type of communication they need with other countries, whether it's a non-for-profit or it's an event or it's just, you know, it's a business or whatever. Um, I want to be, a, I want to have an agency. I want to become an agency that helps um, uh, bridge that gap of communication and understanding because the there's so much more than than the words right the culture and how why people do what they do so right now i mean one step at a time i'm just trying to get my business to china and then from there we'll see where where it we goes. can uh-huh yes now what's movement for you movement for me well movement for me means um if you could a little like bit in maybe like a like one sentence like two sentences yeah, maybe if I could define it in a couple of sentences, movement for me would be um, <laughs> it would be just um, how could you say in a couple of sentences? Um, well, it would be to uh, I, I have the word. Let me just translate it in my mind. It's um. Do not be, how do you say, well, it, it would be, you know, movement is, how do you say conforme, Andy? I forget. Conforme. Uh, affordable? Like, like um, to not be, um, this is, well, let's, let's try to translate that with Google. <laughs> Carmen and I, we speak yeah. Spanish, that's our mother tongue, so it's always fascinating how we have to translate things sometimes, and. Unless yeah. That is just. Let's see. Sorry about that. No, no, don't. don't be sorry. Let's see. Conforme. I mean, I'm thinking like the word stock. Like, do not be stock. But uh, let's see. I mean, it, I mean, while you look for that, I can. I can kind of expand on that word. It's like not being conformist. Yeah, like uh huh, like a conformist, like not not being conformist, like trying to always be out of your comfort zone. That to me is movement, going out of your comfort zone, not to be yeah, a conformist or not to be 
you know, not to settle for, I mean, yeah, it's not settling basically like always pursuing, um, what's the next step, you know? And now it's, I would say, you know, pr pursue your dreams. It, pursuing your dreams is part of being in movement, you know, because if you really want something, I mean, everybody has dreams. Everybody has things that they want to accomplish or that they would like to accomplish. Movement is basically working towards getting where you want to be, where you really think you can be because everybody has potential to do, to fulfill their dreams. A lot of people maybe don't work towards them. They think they can, they, I mean, whatever it is. But I think movement to me is just, you know, reaching out and not being comfortable and not being a conformist and just working towards um, what your dreams to achieving your goals. That's movement for me. And it comes in different ways to everybody. But if you're constantly, you know, working for, for your dreams, you're always going to be in movement. Great. Awesome. Ah, thank you, Carmen. I, I want to, again, acknowledge you for all the things that you do. Um, and you know that I, I, I mean, every time that I think about like, who are, who are my friends? I'm just like, you're always in that hand that I can count. And so um, I want to acknowledge yeah. you for that, acknowledge you for, you know, the work that you're doing right now, the, the fact that, you know, you're always, always moving and always trying to grow. Um, I think you are a great inspiration for all the people that know you and most importantly for the artists and your friends and um now where can we find you on 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 social media i know you said mosaico media her facebook page and mosaico um instagram and yeah sure um well you can find me on um mosaico uh, on facebook or company is uh at mosaico media mx And that's uh, where you can find us, see what we're doing, um, see, you know, some shots of our recent projects, etc. Um, our website, www.mosaico.media. Um, my personal Instagram is Polar <laughs> at Polar. That's P-A-M-E-N-P-O-L-A-R. Um And yeah, I mean, if you want to keep in touch or if you anybody has a question I can help them with, if they, you know, are looking to do any projects in Mexico or, you know, trying to do cross-border um, or any type of artistic venture, I'm here to help. Um, and thank you, Andy, for having me on your show. Uh, you know, like you said, you're also one of my very, very good friends. That I know, you know, I, was, I, I can always turn to you and you'll always be there for me. So, um, I mean... I don't know what else to, I mean, how to acknowledge that, but um, for the work you're doing, I think you're doing great with, um, with, um, you know, with all this, the podcast, the, the, um, the Facebook channel, everything you do. I mean, I'm a fan of yours, so keep it up. I think it's going to be um, great. Well, thank you. Thank you for, for, thank you for your words. All right, you guys. So this is Carmen. Um, it's Carmen actually. But, you know, this is Carmen, and um, I hope that you guys uh, move today. If you haven't, you still have a couple of hours. And if you are from France, congratulations. That sounds pretty awesome. It's fascinating to see yeah. people moving and people just watching you score some, you know. Uh, some goals. Some goals, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. okay, I hope that you move today. And as always, you can find me on Spotify, iTunes, or Anchor. 
or you can check my website, andreamovement.com. I'll be putting here in the bio, in the description, Carmen's uh, social media. So check her out. And thank you. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, everyone. Talk to you next time.